for Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell on News Radio WFLA Orlando. show contractor talk with richie kidwell building damage experts and yes we are bad to the bone here on this radio station right here on iheart radio if you're listening to us locally on 94.1 fm 93.1 fm or if you want a better listening um believe it or not flip on over to 5:40 a.m a little bit better on the ears when you're driving through a car here in, in the greater central florida area but if not go to our website as well too you can go straight to wfla orlando.iheart.com and you can bring us up on the iheart app or right on the web page and hit listen live you won't miss a show every saturday 12 p.m to 2 p.m contractor talk with richie kidwell so speaking about how to find us hop on over to facebook and find contractor Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Like us, follow us, and even listen to archive shows. That's right. And if you want to see what Hans is wearing today, his dapper, uh, like every week, his dapper uniform, his dapper, like a style and uh, a suit that is different every uh, time that we record the show here. Um, Hans Kennan, what's going on, man? I'm glad to be here. Um, obviously, uh, as Ritual mentioned, we're recording this on a Tuesday and it's going to play on Saturday, and there's going to be probably a pretty big event going on most likely yes uh, yes between wednesday and thursday so we're gonna we were talking about einstein before the show so we're gonna try to figure out what's gonna happen in the future and what's what's gonna happen between right. now and then we know that one thing is true that if they're in the path of this <clears throat> idelia 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 we talked about this before the show is it idelia what's your idea yeah that's what that's what i'm going with idelia i yeah that sounds fair idelia it it it's not like Adele. It's not like no. ideal. It could it could be pronounced Italia. Italia. Okay, okay. I'm just well, I've lost. We it. do know one thing. It's true though is if you have damage, you're going to need us. You're going to need a couple <laughs> phone numbers. You're going to need some websites. Where do I go? To what do I do? Right after a storm, get ready to take down a couple of numbers. Ours a little bit easier, so you definitely need air quality assessors. I'm Richie Kidwell, the president of Air Quality Assessors, and we are here to help. We work for you. We don't work for the insurance company. We work for you. So if you need the full inspection done, we ensure that we don't miss anything. We look into your through through your entire home, both the inside and outside, produce high quality damage reports for you for your insurance claims, so nothing is missed. So we dive in and decide on what is uh, based off all the information what happened from the storm, what what damages occurred from the storm and what were not damaged from the storm to help ensure that you get every penny that you need from your insurance claim. We do this by doing uh, uh, professional inspections, both on moisture mapping, mold testing. We do engineering, uh, uh, forensic engineering inspection of the outside, the inside, um, and prepare documents and reports, even up to an Xactimate estimate needed to turn into your insurance company. So that's for you, the homeowner. You can hire us and we build direct Directly to your claim. And you can call us at 844-CALL-AQA. Again, 844-CALL-AQA or go online at airqualityassessors.com. And then, of course, you're going to need somebody to manage your claim. We're going to need somebody to push your claim through because let's be honest, with everything out in the media today, insurance companies are not your friend. They are not, you are not in good hands. They are not a good neighbor. Um, as As much as they try to say they are and they will and they do, they don't. And so when you need somebody to help push you through because they're not a neighbor. Um, there's one person you need to call, and that's Hans Kennan with Morgan and Morgan. 
Thank you, Joe, for the, for the lead in there. My name is Hans Kennan. I'm a board certified civil trial lawyer. I've been with John Morgan for 23 years. I specialize in first party insurance claims, which is where your insurer has denied or underpaid your claim. Obviously, we do a lot of Ian work, Nicole worked from last year. We still have some uh, cases of getting set for trial back from uh, back from Hurricane. What was that? What was Don't that? say Irma. Michael? Irma. Holy cow. Irma. Still stuff from Irma. Still stuff from Irma. Not, not as many, but we're getting there. But this storm looks like it's going to hit right now, right around Cedar Key, Crystal River, probably around sunrise on Wednesday morning. So it's going to be windy overnight. <clears throat> but again, even by Thursday or Friday, you should have a good idea of what's happened to your home. Do they say you need some help or some insight? Yep. You can always give me a call or text me. My personal cell phone is 407 782 0258 that's 407-782-0258 and remember guys this is um we are recording this exactly if you need it whether you get whether you slip on a banana or get hit by a bus you never know you need somebody you can trust and, that, and that's Hans Cannon. there you go um uh I, i'm not gonna sing it don't even look at me like that anyway but uh um but again we're talking in in, in reverse here because we're we're uh we're recording the show prior to the storm. So if by now, and if, uh, and it looks like the path is going to be hitting central Florida, uh, as well as, uh, as some of it overlaps, look like some of it is to the east of the main eye of the storm. And if it goes to the armpit, then to the east of that is going to be Tampa It's going to be I four corridor. It's going to be Orlando. Some of it, it's not going to be as much wind as we're predicting as what it's uh, looking like now. But if you're listening to the show here on Saturday, then obviously you, and you, if you've been through the path, you're going to need to give us a call. You starts with an inspection. Um, and then it goes to sending or submitting your entire claim package to your insurance company within 60 days. The new law changed to where you have 60 days or the insurance company has 60 days to pay or deny. They're doing the same thing that you're expected to do, which is come out. They're going to send an inspector out, which is what they call an IA, an independent adjuster, which is not really independent, but it's an independent adjuster hired solely by the insurance company, your insurance company to save money, to, to inspect your loss and to provide an estimate. Now that estimate is going to be what the insurance company is going to look at to either pay uh, or deny your claim based off of that independent adjuster. And so you need somebody that works for you. Air quality assessors works for you. You get your storm damage evaluation. Everything is billed straight to your insurance company. And if you would like to talk about getting a full estimate as well in the same language that they speak in, and that's exactimate estimating, we can help you. If you're a roofer and you're looking to help supplement as well, because you're there to knock on a door and help somebody replace their roof, but in the same or public adjuster, or whichever, and you're helping an insured with it, it's not just the roof, right? You've got windows, you've got doors, you got stucco, you got paint. What if your mailbox flies off and hits your house? You're 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 covered to to repaint your house everywhere that mailbox hit. You're covered to replace the shingles, the siding, the 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 doors that get blown in, the the windows that get stuck or if they get broken or get jammed or get smoked out. Like this these are the things that you don't want to miss on the one time that you have to do it. And thanks to our, our bought out governor, we now have a different law that says that we have one year to report a claim in only 18 months to supplement. And let me tell you why this is important. You're thinking, wow, one year is a long time. Ooh. 
but 18 months of supplement, that's nothing. Yeah. You said you saw some in trial from uh, Hurricane Irma. We do, we do. And if, and if there's been a tarp on a house for five years and no new storms come by, then that means that you're out of water, you're, you're done. Because then you're filing next claims on top of new damage that are gonna get denied by your insurance company because you're still in litigation against your original insurance claim. That hasn't been fixed, that hasn't been paid, it hasn't been you know back to pre-loss condition like your contract says with you and your insurance company. So uh, it's unfortunate that there are so many issues going on, but it's, if you listen to us and you do it the right way, right? you have professionals come that work for you, not for the insurance company, the professionals that work for you, that can make sure that nothing is missed, that everything is inspected with 100% certainty, and that is put on a nice, uh, 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 I was gonna say like a, an estimate that the insurance companies understand this 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 uh, um, Xactimate software that they use, we do that same in-house here at Air Quality Assessors. We can help provide you that, uh, that service as well. So if you're listening now and your house does have damage or you think it has damage from the results of the hurricane, then give us a call, 844-CALL-AQA. And you can always call an attorney anytime. It doesn't matter if the claim just happened yesterday. They can start the claim for you. They can file it for you. Um, they can they can take all the documentations that we do and build to the claim and, and give it to the attorneys. And Hans Kennan and Morgan and Morgan can uh, submit that for you, can make sure you get paid, uh, make sure that, uh, that AQA gets paid. And every service provider, the roofer, the tarper, the mitigation guy, everybody can get paid um, and you do not have to homeowner. So you don't have to put, take any money out of pocket. Somebody knocks on your door and says, you know, especially like these people's trust or some of these others have these managed care programs like security first on some policies and Olympus and some of those where, where you're stuck with their preferred uh, vendor. They show up and they say, I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith, um, that you're dealing with all this. Your insurance company sent you. It looks like uh, we're in contract this. And by the way, you have to pay me your deductible up front before we even start working work. Mm-hmm. Give me a thousand bucks. Give me 2000. Oh, by the way, it's a hurricane. Give me $8,000 and yeah. we'll get started. So we'll talk to you about how to uh, hopefully maneuver around uh, shenanigans such as this here with our attorney Hans Kennan with Morgan Morgan here after the break with Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. All right. And we're back we'll on Contractor right Talk with Richie Kidwell, building image experts every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio. Jump on over to Facebook and like us there on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. You can see previous episodes. You can hear audio from all of our different uh, shows here on iHeartRadio. And we've started to do our podcast and pushing it over to not only our Facebook, but uh, to Spotify, to iTunes, and everywhere else that we can push our radio show to via podcast. We're doing it anywhere we can push the video as well as the audio uh, in one complete package on the podcast. We're doing that as well, too. Uh, Joe, anywhere else that I'm missing that you can find us in previous episodes here on Contractor Talk? Uh, let's see. We covered our uh, our YouTube, definitely our website. Uh, our YouTube. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, our, our, our YouTube. Talk about that enough on our YouTube. Mm-hmm. We have our own channel there, Contractor. We Talk have our Kidwell. own yeah. channel there, yeah. And if they go to uh, if they go to ContractorTalkPodcast.com, right there, that's going to take you right to all those back episodes, back to YouTube. We got video up on that. Uh, oh yeah, uh, landing page as well. Oh yeah, we that's have all. video. We have all the back videos. Uh, nice. It's all tagged up, so you can search for the episode you're looking for. And yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to do a uh, uh, a blooper uh, reel on that because uh, so many times right before the break. It just all kind of That's falls where apart. the good stuff happens. Yeah. That's where the good stuff happens. I've got a magical time. Christmas reel lined up. 
<laughs> so uh, that's that's a it's a good call to uh, go over to our website our website our landing page there contractortalkpodcast.com and that's the website page he was talking about we have video we have archive audio don't miss the show by going to contractortalkpodcast.com all right so um, again we're here with uh, Hans Kennan Morgan and Morgan talking about post loss obligations here after a storm after event what do you have to do homeowner to ensure that you are up to par with what your insurance contract says that are your duties your post loss storm duties as an insured so if you don't know what to do then give somebody a call who does and today we have Hans Kennan with Morgan and Morgan every week here so don't miss the show here on free legal advice can I even say that I don't know if you give a free legal advice he'll clean that up here in a second but if you do have a uh, question you can text or call him on those complicated insurance questions sure and naturally everything I, I talk about are, are general statements of the law general statements about insurance that don't might not necessarily apply to the facts of your case mm-hmm. which is why I give up my phone number all the time the 407-782-0258 number so you can call me or text me and I can try to give you some more more focused advice based on a specific facts of your case um, but certainly the, from a post loss obligation perspective first thing is if you have if you have damage really of almost any substance make the claim early mm-hmm. um, under the under the law you have up to one year to make an initial claim. Now the statute says you can make a claim uh, as the policy provides and up to one year. So it gets a, get a little murky based on how the insurer might word their notice provision. But again, if you have a loss, and again, you're entitled to consider that your deductible. Deductible is typically one to 2%, usually 2% of your coverage A dwelling limit. So if your house is insured for $300,000 and you have uh, a deductible of $6,000. So in that situation, mm-hmm. and if you go outside and you, and, you, and you have no damage, let's let's, let's say no, we're no damage, then don't worry about it. If you have some damage, you really want to get someone out to take a look at it. You know, if you find a shingle in your yard or a bunch of granules in your coming out of your your gutters and things mm-hmm. like that, maybe something happened up there. And and I would I never advise anyone to go on their own roof. Um, but certainly, you need someone to go take a look at that. Something AQA will do for you um, if you have an insurance claim, or you can pay them directly to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly, if you see damage damage or see stuff in your yard that you're not used to seeing. Again, shingles, tiles, <clears throat> variety of things like that. Um, if you believe it's from your roof, get it inspected, get a look at it. And if you, honestly, you find any shingles in your yard that actually come from your house, make a claim. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you're not going to get hurt by it. And at that point, you, you may, you may be entitled to a roof. You may not be, but, but if you don't make that claim and more you delay, the insurer is able to claim prejudice in their investigation. And what will happen mm-hmm. is depending on how savvy the insurer or the inspector is, they're going to come out and let's say you may wait a month or six weeks or eight weeks and you make a claim, they come out and they go, oh, well, I took a look around. Um, you know, it's been a while since the storm. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's hurricane or not, or, you know, or I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's the rainstorm yesterday. Right, it rained really hard the other day, and uh, I'm, nah, I'm just not sure. That, that's the point where, where you know that one of the defenses that they're going to raise potentially is mm-hmm. that of prejudice. You waited too long. And that's a condition under the policy is to report the claim promptly. Mm-hmm. And I've seen many a case go south because an insured knew or believed or reasonably should have believed they had damage, yet chose to wait. Sometimes the, I know insureds will try to get their own estimate, do the work themselves, a variety of things. But what happens is that clock starts to run. And as Richie mentioned, you have one year to make that claim. And three, four months can go by 
especially if you don't have water flowing into your house or mm-hmm. anything you you, uh, you um, notice on your own, different months go by very quickly and other events happen. Um, and I have a couple of cases, kind of like Richie mentioned, I have some older files where there's been new losses. You've been new losses and a couple old losses. Which one is it? What's going to happen? Sometimes they pay you on, on the new one, but not enough. Then you got to go back. So again, if you see things in your yard, a post-loss obligation is to make that claim promptly. Um, and don't wait, because again, if you if they ever get to pose and they go, what'd you think? And they go, well, when I found those shingles in my yard, I thought I had damage, but you didn't make a claim, did you? No, I waited a couple of months. Mm. That's a problem. And we, we'd rather have you not have, there's enough hurdles in this process as it is. And the legislature has made it very difficult for a consumer to navigate their own claim um, without mm-hmm. assistance of a lawyer. Don't make it worse for myself and for you by, by not reporting that claim promptly. Right. And then we had a roofer on last week and um, he, he's with Proformance Roofing mm-hmm. and they offer that as well. I mean, it's, you know, you don't have to call AQA to, to do that. I mean, if, if somebody's, you know, either knocking on your door, it's a good valid roofing company, check out to make sure they have good, they're insurance is up to date, make sure that their employees that are showing up, not 1099 contractors, the way the law is now, you know, those types of things you want to check on that company. But mm-hmm. Proformance was somebody that was on here um, and they don't do door knocking. They just have a great uh, uh, five-star reviews online mm-hmm. um, and they'll send somebody out there right away within 24 hours and take pictures of your roof and send them to you and give you an estimate for your roof. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this now, it's not a, not a, not a problem to call them and to, and to, and to get that in there. Uh, what we mentioned before on like, like pre-storm um, was to take photos, take mm-hmm. documentation of your home. At so, this point, the storm has already passed. Now let's get somebody on it ASAP to 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 get a look on it, to jump on your roof. Like you said, I mean, sometimes you see granules, you th- you see things in your yard, and you don't know if it's is it one tile that flew off, is it a whole slew of them, is like mm-hmm. is my whole south uh, exposure just just all 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 off and in other people's yards. You need to know that. And a lot of times, I'm not getting on my own roof either. Right. I'm going to call a roofing company and I'm going to have them come up there uh, and take a look at it, take pictures, send me the copies of the pictures. Um, that's something you need to do right away. Now, if, if, if you don't have anybody helping with your claim, as you know, turn on any news channel and you'll see the insurance companies are, are just, they're, they're, they're not doing things well right now. Um, the best thing for you to do is get representation, whether it be a public adjuster, whether it be an attorney, uh, Hans Kennan is here with Morgan and Morgan. They'll absolutely help you. Uh, they have folks that are answering the phone 24, seven, seven days a week. Um, and, uh, as well as Hans answering a cell phone to help you, uh, submit your claim correctly. Cause it's all about submitting it right. Making sure you have the right estimates, the right, uh, inspection. Uh, for your claim. So those are some of the things you can do as far as your post-loss obligations. Now, he mentioned about the times of, uh, of, of to reporting the claim. Well, now the legislature made it to where the carriers, the insurance companies have 60 days to pay or deny. Your representative has 60 days to turn in the proof of loss. Thereby, you have 60 days to turn in your proof of loss, which is if you don't do it uh, as a homeowner, the insurance company does it for you, basically. They send out an insurance adjuster and you're stuck with that. And unless you go and get your own estimates, right? And a lot of times if you have roof damage, you have uh, siding damage, you have stucco damage, you have window damage, you're going to a roofer, a siding guy, a painter, a stucco guy, you're going as getting estimates from each trade. Whereas you can call air quality assessors at 844-CALL-AQA and we'll give you one estimate for all of it. Whether, you know, roof, windows, uh, stucco, paint, um, interior, restoration services, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll talk about this 
on the next break though, about being weary about the type of policy you have. If you have a managed care program um, or type of policy where you have to use uh, the insurance company's uh, managed care provider, like People's Trust, you know, they own the restoration company. You're stuck with them. You're stuck with rapid response and they're going to show up at your door and say, Hey, we're here to fix your roof and everything like that. You have an $8,000 deductible. So pay me and we'll go and get started. And you're like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Is there, are there any other options to me to delay paying that up front? And, and there are, and that's the way it usually goes. All the estimates are submitted in when the money shakes out, you, the insured choose what you're going to do first and when, and all that stuff. Well, Hans Cannon with Morgan Morgan, will pick up with that here after the break on contractor talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back. All right. All right. And we're back. Contractor talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday, right here on iHeartRadio. Thanks for hanging out throughout the break. Giving some things to our sponsors there on this beautiful station, iHeartRadio. So, um, all right, so jumping right back in uh, to our um, what we're talking about last segment is after a storm passes your home, uh, there are a couple things that you should know as far as your post-loss insur- uh, duties as an insured. Under your policy of insurance, and we're talking about property insurance, imagine a lot of this is also the same within your uh, automobile policy as well, too. Um, like if you have a... Um, um, what do they call it? If uh, what does flow call it whenever they combine all of your insurances together? So, the, the, um, bundle, the bundle, the bundle. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. If you bundle uh, everything, you have the same policy number as you do your house and your and your auto and all that kind of stuff. So if your uh, if your home was hit by a tree branch and it hits your car, hits your house, um, you're, you're dealing within that uh, that that basically that same policy. Um, and so we're talking about your policy of, of your homeowner's insurance policy on what your expected duties are as an insured post-storm. And so Hans Kennan uh, with Morgan & Morgan is going to talk about that and how, you know, you should act out, out that. You mentioned uh, on the prior segment about filing your claim as soon as possible. Um, so what do you say to the homeowners that are that, that, that you mentioned before? Like, well, you know, let me, let me do it myself. Let me see if I can put a bucket here, you know, do that. I mean, what is your advice to, to, to those folks and what have you seen happen in the past? Sure, sure. Well, the first thing I always tell everyone too is, is if you're inside your house, look up and then walk the right. entire house and look up because people tell me all the time, I never saw that spot. I don't know when I, I don't know when it came. It was it, well, then you get asked, well, was it before, was it at, was it before the storm? Well, I don't think so. <clears throat> was it after the storm? I think so. Well, do you have any real idea? And again, that's where the photos we talk about taking all the time come, can come in handy. Yeah. When we talk about taking photos of everything. I don't, don't just mean the carpet. I mean the floor. You get back at the doorway, you know, get a decent shot of the ceiling in there. Um, but yeah, go through every room and look up. I mean, because that happens all the time. We hear it all the time. People go, oh, I have a spot in the ceiling. Okay. <clears throat> Are the edges of it light? Are they still damp? Or does, is it all dark and coffee colored and you wonder how long it's been there. Mm-hmm. So again, now, now that the storm has hit, look around, look at, again, then go outside and walk around the house. Cause again, people happen all the time. Um, they don't do an inspection post, uh, not an inspection, meaning getting on the roof. And I never like Richie, I don't advise anyone get on a roof, especially don't get on your tile roof because you'll break the tiles right. and then you'll slip and fall off and hope you have a good life insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, but on, but even on homeowner side, go outside. Again, we tell everyone, 
you know, before the storm, take the pictures, walk around, get a maintenance plan going, try to get things looked at. Uh, have, have your roof, you have a little leak from your roof, you see in your garage. People always seem to have leaks in their garage too. I don't know. I'm not sure why right. that is. Right. It's always in the garage or in a weird closet somewhere that <laughs> so you never that, look into. You never looks in, right. but, but all of a sudden it becomes a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so do the, do the interior, walk around, look at the ceilings, go outside, walk around the house, take a look around <clears throat> again as a way to be knowledgeable um, when the adjuster does come and he goes and he says to you, hey, what about this? What about this uh, spot on the ceiling of your garage? And you go, you know, I have photos I took before the storm. And 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 look at them, uh, you know. And honestly, I mean, again, this is the, one of the problems we've run into in Florida. In all fairness, is some people aren't aren't truthful as they are anywhere on these claims, and you mm-hmm. have to be responsible. Uh, if you if you have a photo of your garage and there's no no nothing on the ceiling, then just go, hey, look, here's a photo before, you know, right before. And and they'll they'll write you a check. They'll start paying you. They may not pay you enough, and that's where I can help you. But at least you've established a good foundation going forward. Mm-hmm. Also on on the pro, on the post loss obligation. If you go spend money and I realize everyone, you know, all of a sudden you, you got a tree down and next some guy comes up and you give him cash, you give him $600 in cash or something like that. Um, we've all done it, but try not to. Um, or if you're going to do it, I mean, it, can you, can you take a picture of you handing the guy cash and just be like, tch, 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 I mean, does I mean, that, you can, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, the old, the old, uh, the old adage, uh, photos worth a thousand words. But I mean, if, if some guy shows up and he says, look, I'll cut your tree down for 600 bucks and you're like, Hey man, that sounds great. My driveway's blocked. First thing is I had a case, I had a case where a tree fell and there's a photo of the tree standing. I swear to God, there's a photo of the tree down. There's no photo of the tree on the house. And I'm like, where's well, I didn't take a, so I said, you have a photo of a standing tree. You have a photo of a fallen tree, but you have no photo of the, of the tree on the house. And in all fairness, the, the damage wasn't that bad to the house, but, but a tree on the house would, would at least be supportive of the idea. Yeah. Because the adjuster's like, well, where's the tree? <laughs> so that kind of thing. So, so if you're going to pay cash, I mean, and again, and, and cutting, cutting apart trees is, is, is a, Really delicate, dangerous business. People get hurt all the time. Bison get hurt all the time. Limbs fly, you know, chips fly, all those things. If you're going to do something like that, some guy comes to your door, you need someone's help. You have to say, look, I need a receipt. And and, and don't don't write Harley Davidson on the signature line or right. something funny. Huh. I mean, just, you know, like like write the net, write, I want a guy's name. Do you have a card? Do you your driver's license? I mean, <laughs> do something to help yourself. And, and then, because what happens is people go, well, I paid a guy in cash. Do you have a receipt? No. Do you know the name of the company? No. You know, do you know what kind of truck it was? No. I mean, it, the no's come out and just every no is bad. There's a saying in, in law school uh, or it's in the practice of law uh, that, that in, in from a person, from a, for evidence, a brick is not a wall, but a lot of bricks are. The more time you say no, when the defense lawyer says, do you have a receipt? No. A photo? No. What truck name, company name, insurance information, invoice, receipt, <clears throat> those no's become a, become a, become a wall. Mm-hmm. of you not getting paid for stuff that you can't really justify. Mm-hmm. And I think insurers try to honestly cut a little bit of slack with that. But, you know, how about you pay them? I paid $5,000 to take those trees down. 
<clears throat> I don't know, yeah, but, yeah. but it gets harder. Starts so, playing Pink Floyd in the background. Yeah, I mean, it does. Yeah. It does. And, and, and Joe would be playing the, the, the music, so the, the money at this point. <laughs> but apparently he's falling down on the job. The chicks there. are free, though. Joe, Joe Gilmore over there can't get his guitar out of the box. <laughs> um, but with all that, I mean, again, you know, be smart. I mean, do things. I mean, people will ask for a receipt for a box or a box of Girl Scout cookies, for God's sake. I've seen yeah. people outside Or a toll booth, like 75 cents, I need a receipt, please. Right, receipt. I mean, because they want to deduct their taxes. Again, literally, I've seen people want receipts from Girl Scouts for $5. But, but a tree falls into your yard on a hurricane. They're handing some some toothless guy with long hair and, and, and <laughs> you know, chewing tobacco. $600 in cash. Not And not even, not a shred. Not, I mean, not a shred of evidence that the guy even exists. I mean, I think we've all done it. I mean, I made so much money that way. <laughs> nothing bad happened. But, but I mean, that's reality is people ask for a receipt for the toll booth or for Girl Scout cookies. But boy, you, you'll hand, you'll hand a guy post hurricane, a, a bunch of cash and not even think twice. Yeah. About. If your driveway is blocked your streets blocked or something's <laughs> downed in the middle of your, your house, your, you know, yeah. your, your, your access points then yeah. Or on your fence or whatever. But yeah, I think that's some great advice. I mean, pictures are worth a thousand words and in some cases worth tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to your claim. So the more photos, the better, even post loss. Like you said, there's a tree on your fence and the fence happens to be connected to your house. Mm-hmm. And most policies from what my understanding is, as, as a policy holder myself, who has coverage like this, you, it's covered. It, it's yeah, attached it's to the house. Now, one thing real quick, that, that can be an important point for a lot of folks. Um, a, a, a fence that does not attach to your home is typically called an other structure. Mm-hmm. It's not part of the dwelling itself. It is an other structure, which has many more limitations on it. And typically those limitations are, we don't pay for your fence. Right. Under coverage media, under other structures, we don't pay for your fence. But it's attached <laughs> to the house. And we had a, we had a client once. Um, we, 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 I sent a guy out for, to do the inspection and, uh, and he gets her and he says, is the fence attached to the house? The guy goes, yeah. And, he, and my guy goes, well, let me see. And there are two L brackets that couldn't have cost more than like 15 cents at Home Depot. Mm-hmm. But there... But he attached one to the fence and one to the to the stucco, baby, and and that fence was attached to that house. Yep. I mean, yep. but I mean, that was literally all it was. Yep. But Just show me one screw that goes into the house, and and that and that went from being no coverage or much or high limited coverage to getting paid for fully under coverage act. That's right. And uh, so that's that's some, some good advice. There are other structures. We start to see different limitations and policies come out by our, that are uh, rubber stamped by our Office uh, of Insurance good, Regulation. Next, next segment, I got a great story about a shed. All right. All right. And, and like we've said, I mean, these she sheds are being written out of most policies under coverage B for other buildings, other structures. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's important that we look at that um, to have both your main structure, your other structures <coughs> properly inspected that are professionals that work in this environment. AQA can do that. Call or dial 1-844-CALL-AQA or go to our website at airqualityassessor.com if you need the help for that. All right. We're going to take a break here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We're going to take a break, give some thanks to our sponsors, and we'll come right back with post-loss obligations after a storm here on Contractor Talk. All right, and we're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. If you're listening to local on the radio, 94.1 FM or 93.1 FM, believe it or not, flip on over to 540 AM for better listening. Uh, uh, I was going to say, uh, as far as experience, distance. it's a better listening experience. You if know, you, go, you, you can drive 
further and still listen to the AM dial. I was driving in Orlando last weekend listening to it because we recorded prior to the show airs and uh, it was just kind of spotty in the uh, in the central Florida area. I flipped over to AM and I, I could I could go for miles. It's just hmm. stunning quality. Stunning quality there on AM radio. Um, but um, all right. So and then uh, like, like we mentioned, we're also on Facebook. So hop on over to our Facebook page. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. You can see videos, podcasts, previous episodes, audio, all that stored there, as well as our landing page, contractortalkpodcast.com. We have our own landing page, our own website now. So go check us out there at contractortalkpodcast.com. All right. So we're talking about post-loss insureds obligations um, to their insure, their property insurance claim after a storm has passed. So that, that's what we're talking about. Uh, we have Hans Kinnon with Morgan & Morgan talking about what your post-loss obligations are. We're just uh, talking about the, uh, um, the, 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 the excess buildings or structures that are attached to, to, to your structure, whether they're covered or not on the main building outside of there. And then uh, you have a story for us as well uh, concerning property insurance claims. Go for it. And we talk about the coverage, coverage B, the, uh, the other structures <clears throat> includes your fence and fences can be very, very expensive. So people don't think of fences uh, in, in a big way, but boy, you tell something you'd be built for 10 grand to build the fence around your house, which is not uncommon. Um, I would, the uh, prices fence, have gone so much higher, by the way, like you just brought that up. I've replaced one section of a, of a fence of my neighbor's fence of mine that blew over on the last storm. And I walk over there and I was like, Hey, so, uh, you want to go half season on the fence? It just makes sense. Right. Since, you know, it's on your yard, my yard. And then to find out that the lady sold her property to the HOA a long time ago. And she's like, I didn't put that fence up. I'm not paying for the fence. I don't know why I'm talking like that, but uh, she's not from New York. I don't know. But, uh, but, uh, she's a part of the old school. Um, but she just refused to pay it. So I was just like, all right, fine. I mean, how much could it be? So it's like, uh-huh. like maybe like, I don't know. I, I'm not good on distance. Maybe, let's say maybe a hundred foot like, fence, yeah, you know, or whatever uh, it was, yeah. dude, it was thousands and thousands of dollars. It was like 4,500 bucks for that fence. And I'm like, what? I, I just what? got a quote today for one $7,200, thousands and thousands of dollars. <sighs> right. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a deductible right there. $7,200 yeah. can be somebody's deductible from a hurricane uh, loss. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. I was a little bit floored. I was, I was very floored. I was. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a big expense, Hans. I mean, if, if somebody told me that, uh, Hey, you know, like and the rest of it, I can just, you know, just multiply that by another three panels, uh, yeah. you know? So for me, that's, that's a way expensive. Uh, yeah. Like, you're looking at like 20. Grand. grand right there, yeah. at, at least, at now, least, is, it's is crazy. That, was that vinyl? Was that wood? That's wood. That's I mean, wood. It was wood. I mean, so think about cost of like the the, the vinyl. I mean, those vinyl fences mm. and things that are. Right. I believe even more than that. Really? I thought. I believe uh, so. Uh, I they are. So. Their wood is cheaper. It would have to be the the most uh. the least expensive product. So yeah. So we're talking about other structures. <clears throat> and what happens is also people have fences tend to have dogs or kids or something that needs to go out there, mm. and then all of a sudden there's the panels are missing. The hey, I, I can't. I got to walk my dog. I can't send my dog out. <laughs> but um, so again, so, for real. so it, it's it's a big expense. So coverage B, which is, which is little, which isn't discussed a lot again, is other structures. Typically that coverage is a, well, it's always a percentage of coverage A, which is the dwelling. Give a $300,000 house. Your coverage B is probably 10% of that, which would be $30,000. And again, if you have a fence that's not attached to your house, they're not going to cover the fence anyway. So attach your fence to your home securely um, in a, in a way that, that, that is, 
is somewhat robust. Doesn't have to be doesn't have to be big bag, lag bolts and all those things. But attach it to your house. Yep. So I got a call the other week from a fireman through a, a guy we know down in Palm Beach, and he says, uh, "Hey, Hans, Mike told me to call you." I'm like, "What's going on?" He goes, "A plane went into our shed," <clears throat> and I went, "Like the whole plane?" He's, I said, "You mean like a like a drone?" He goes, "No, no, no." an airplane with somebody in it who's what? dead. They crash the plane into this guy's shed. The guy dies in the plane, in the shed. I mean, it's... What? It's just the disaster. So, uh, you, you wish that it did that. That's the problem. It stopped doing that. It's not making that propeller sound. <clears throat> um, Holy cow. So, so he calls and he, uh, he's... So we're talking about the liability issues and because planes are not supposed to crash. Right. Um, and so I, I, said, I said, here's the problem, man. I said, what kind of policy have you? Because we have a homeowner's policy. I said, how big is the shed? I said, he said, well, my my mom keeps her RV in it. So it's not... It's a shed in, in, in name only. It's like a giant garage. Oh. So be careful when if you if you're a guy with a, has, a, has a, a she shed as we say or, or a man cave shed or something where you keep tons of tools or you keep an extra car or or a favorite car. This lady kept her RV in, in this in the shed. Oh my god, those when, things are limited. When she went when she oh. went to get coverage, the guy you know the agent I think said, well she goes, well I have a house in a shed. <clears throat> and you know, and and if you're not if you're not thinking, or the agent's not thinking, you think of well, it's an eight by eight, couple hundred bucks, maybe a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars shed. You keep a lawnmower and a generator, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, so, so I said, well, what was the estimate to fix it? The estimate to fix it was like fifty two thousand dollars, and I said. I said, I hate to break it to you, man. I think you got to look at the policy right away because you may have no coverage. He calls him back. He goes, we have $8,000 in coverage for the shed. Um, and, and I was well, like, well, okay. So the RV has to have car insurance. So that should be fixed under the car insurance. Right, and, and, and it will be. Gonna, I think they may, they may have to total it. But the rest of the, the rest of the repair of the shed was 52 grand. Because it's a shed big enough to put a full-size RV in. I mean, it's, it's big. So the problem with terminology is if you say, what do you have in your backyard? And you go, a shed, you better explain what well, kind of well, shed. Well, doesn't your agent have. ask you how much that shed is worth? Well, and, and they should. I'm, again, I'm not suggesting, and there may be other avenues for, for other issues, but just, but you'd rather have Man. the coverage and not the explanation. Right. I mean, so, it's like having a $100,000 home and then putting a million dollar Picasso inside and not upping your insurance to cover the Picasso. Correct. correct. I mean, but again, the nice, nice older lady and the, the agent asked her, knew her a long time. What happened in your backyard? She's oh, I got a shed and, and it just, it never got, uh, it never got expounded upon. So wow. she's, she's going to get a check for eight grand right away and they're done. And then now she has to go sue or, or make a claim with, with the, with the, the uh, airplane, with the air, well, with the airplane owner, potentially the pilot who's now dead, the mechanics, the maintenance guys who worked on it, the manufacturer yep. who built, I mean, because, because uh, who knows NTSB went out there, they're going to try to figure out what happened, but a guy was a flight instructor. Um, so, I mean, a lot of things, a lot of people can be liable. And if you want to go after, um, and this is for, for whatever, uh, this may help folks. If you want to go after someone for what you view as like a product liability or some failure of a product, you, you can't just sue the pilot. You got to sue the pilot. You got to sue the manufacturer. You got to sue the maintenance 
people. You got to sue, sue the guy who sold it to you. You got to sue all those people because that re, the requirement is from the point of manufacturer to the point of incident, everyone who might be liable along the way has to become a defendant. Well, it's still only 52 grand. It isn't, it's not millions of dollars. So honestly, even from a law firm like ours, it's hard to justify suing all those people in order to obtain 52,000. Had she had the right coverage and insured it for $75,000, they would have stroked her check probably for 75 just to be done with the thing. Yeah, and then they would have segregated later on. And then they'll go fight. They can go spend years fighting the manufacturers and all those people, and that's what they'll do to get their money back. But you as a homeowner, <clears throat> don't agree with this old elderly lady is now, which is with eight grand in her hand, a $50,000 bill to repair it, and waiting perhaps wow. months or years to get that to get that money from the from the. Right. the, the I think it's a little bit late right now, but for subsequent <laughs> storms moving forward, especially if you weren't hit, if in Central Florida, if it didn't hit that hard, knowing that there's going to be a possible next storm, yeah. September, October, we're still exposed here in Central Florida for getting new storms. So it's like if you do have that shed in your backyard yeah. or you have something that's very expensive, call your agent and tell them you want to up the amount. This is worth $10,000. I'm only covered for six or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, I have an expensive lawnmower I put in there or whatever it is on your additional structure. You want to up that coverage. And everything on that you keep in that shed other than automobiles or planes, things like that, are personal property, which are under coverage C of your policy, which we can chat about in a minute. And that's usually capped about, let's say an average policy, let's say a policy that I have is about 40,000 for coverage C. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that would encompass all of your personal belongings, even the doesn't Picasso. Go, doesn't go far. Doesn't really go far in today's uh, world of replacing items. Mm -hmm. And so your policy has a replacement cost value. So it's what it costs today to put that, uh, bring it back to pre-loss condition. All right. We'll talk about that more after the break here in Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back. All right. We're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio. Thanks again. We're hanging out throughout the break, giving some thanks to our sponsors here. And man, this crowd is still going wild. A lot of uh, spunk this uh audience has. There you go, Joe. Are you, what are you, uh, flashing them over there? What are you doing? Oh, absolutely. They're very, very happy. I'm flashing them this smile right here. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, uh, is that a, because your family's in a dentist, a dentistry? Is yeah, that sort of runs in the family. I mean, uh -huh. you know, it's uh, that's how I get by these days. Wow. You didn't know that about Joe. Huh? I did not. I did not. Uh, yep, he's, that's right. He's got a doctor in the family. Is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor? Yeah, and then I got sisters. Nobody, nobody became the dentist though. My sisters went into like the other kind of medicine. I don't know. They're doctors all around, all all around. Oh, all right. So you didn't know that from Mr. Rumberger. Yeah, that's right. Clearly, I'm the successful one. Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> um, and uh, right before break, says so, so, so the guy who wears glasses. He <laughs> 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 looks smarter than without glasses. That's the oldest trick in the book, you know, like you have glasses, I have glasses, we can come to an agreement. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, we're talking about post-loss obligations for insured after a storm. Uh, we have Hans Kennedy with Morgan & Morgan today just talking through different scenarios here, um, just having a, a, a storm pass us and just whether it barely passed us by or it did some damage to your property, some things you need to know about on your post-loss obligations, especially now if you're listening to us on Saturday. Saturday, we just had a storm pass uh, this Wednesday that could have done damage to your property. So there are some things.
things you can do, people you can call if you want to have your home inspected post-storm. Makes it easy enough for you to give us a call, 844-CALL-AQA. You can call Air Quality Assessors. You can have a professional consulting firm come out to your home and inspect your property or your commercial establishment to ensure that all of your damages are accounted for. We use infrared cameras, moisture meter, other devices to ensure that we find all of the water, the mold, the damages that were caused from the wind, from the event of a storm. And we just talked about Idelia coming through. Hopefully I said that. Uh, Idelia, Idelia, like Vidalia. Ideally, Idelia. Um, and so um, with that storm coming by, um, there are some post-loss obligations you have as the insurer. Like I said, number one, getting your property inspected by proper professionals. You don't have to just rely on the independent adjuster from your insurance company to come out and be like, okay, I got my home inspected. The guy seems really nice. He came out and usually you're one of 10 that day. They don't have any type of inspection equipment. They look in with a, they walk around with a clipboard and they're like, oh, unless I see a stain somewhere, I'm not going to write it up. Yep. It takes sometimes, in some cases, up to 30 days, if not longer, for moisture to find its way all the way to the lowest point and to have some sort of saturation through that substrate or material that now starts to show. So you're not going to see it very quickly with the naked eye. That's why you need professionals like air quality assessors to come out to your home after a storm, after an event to inspect. We can bill directly to your claim with no money out of pocket. That's huge, especially right now. You're just talking, Hans, about saving your receipts, saving all of your incurred expenses. I think we need to chat about that because oh, yeah. then afterwards you chatted about like maybe a, uh, uh, you know, a, a guy coming, a tree guy coming by and you'd be like, Hey, I can do this for you for cash. You want to try to get a receipt. Even it's a paper receipt, clip his card, his business card to it, get his first and last name, get the name of the company, mm -hmm. get the receipt, take pictures of everything, take pictures of the tree on your house, yeah. pictures of them removing the tree from your house, picture of you paying the guy in cash mm -hmm. on that. So you can get reimbursed every expenditure, even going out. If you don't have a kitchen or a bathroom and you go and you and you uh, uh, eat food out to yep. eat, save your receipt, save your McDonald's, your your, your Wendy's receipt, save everything. Um, if it is a cost that if you wouldn't have had damage to your home that you wouldn't have had to expense. Yeah, <clears throat> we're going to move. We talked about coverage A dwelling and the coverage B other structures um, on the last segment. This is going to cover C personal property. Uh, part of the personal property reimbursement would be paying someone, uh, like I said, it comes in, comes by and may, may cut down a tree for you or remove a tree for you. Um, and again, under personal property, there are things people don't think about when they think about personal property. Like you're riding a lawnmower. It's not a motor vehicle. Um, it is personal property. I and mean, if you keep it in your shed out back. Wait, wait, just, wait, wait. Just did, did I see something online or somebody got pulled over for driving drunk on a, on a, uh, on a, on a lawnmower? I, well, you could be, you could be. Oh boy. That's odd for, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> Should be covered. <laughs> so it's not, but how can you get no a DUI? Anyways, all right. Sorry. No auto coverage. Uh, but keep in mind, um, now, and also, and this, this comes up, I had in many cases with this. If you have a business, let's say you're in a landscaping business and you buy a bunch of equipment um, and it all gets blown away in a hurricane, it gets destroyed and you make a claim and they say, well, is this personal property under your homeowner's policy or is this business personal property. And some people aren't very good at keeping those things separated and they may purchase all that and for all those equipment, everything else um, for their business. But if it gets destroyed during a hurricane, there's a good chance you could end up not being paid for that because it's business personal property. You should have a business policy covering the lawn blowers and the cutters and the trimmers and all those things. Would that be under your general liability if, as a business owner? No, no because general liability coverage would only cover damage 
to a third party, not to you as the policy holder. So you may find yourself. Um, so basically, if you have a, a, a decent sized lawn, um, maybe it's all personal property. Maybe it's not business personal property. Um, but if you use it in business, same thing with tools. Guys, that happens all the time on theft claims. Theft claims, especially on the lawn equipment and, mm-hmm. and like auto repair tools. Some guy will come out, his trailer's gone. What, what he realizes is that he never insured it as a business. It's just personal property that he bought on his own and then turned into a business. <clears throat> so be, be cautious of that. But as to the personal property aspect, whatever you buy to replace anything you're going to get, um, save the receipt and again, do something. And these days, like Home Depot, you can do it electronically. Right. You don't have to just do paper. Whenever you do it electronic, do it electronic, keep it, hang on to it. Um, because that's a big problem you'll run into. Also, they don't, they don't keep track. And then you're asked later, three, four, five, six, seven months from now, the, the insurer will go, well, send us an inventory of what you bought. Well, I don't, man, you know, I mean, I go to Home Depot like twice a week and I'm buying like super glue and screws and this and that and this and that. And if I didn't have that receipt on my email, I'd have no ability to recall that I went out and bought a bunch of stuff just mm-hmm. to do work right now. So much less if you have something like a hurricane come through. I have a, a little life hack for that. Whenever I get a paper receipt, I just quickly snap a photo with it. Forget it. Then I can like just chuck the receipt or lose it like I'm going to. And and, and that, that's fine yeah. too. One thing, keep on your covered C limit, which is your, which is your personal property is normally 50%, um, well, between 30 and 50% of your coverage A. So if you have a $300,000 home, your personal property is often between a hundred or $150,000 because stuff costs money in your house and you forget that all the time. Mm-hmm. So again, this is something we talked about always is, is once or twice a year, take photos of the inside of your house. Just go around with your phone and take your closets for God's sakes. People forget people. Go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Three ties and four of this and Everyone has more than that. Take open the open the closet door. Take a picture of that. All those things. The pantry's big. The kitchen's big. Frying pans. Mm-hmm. All this stuff costs money. Yep. And you want to be able to document the fact that silverware. That you had it. <laughs> silverware. silverware was a famous example. A lady comes to me and says, "Here's my inventory for personal property." I said, "Who did it?" She said, "I did." I, I opened like the first page. I went. You have silverware, right? And she goes, "Yeah." I go, "There's no silverware listed." She had a fire. There's no silverware on this list. She's like. Oh, I forgot about the silverware. And I'm, I'm like, silverware, so, I mean, you're in your <laughs> kitchen. It's, it's the first it's thing in you every saw. drawer. <laughs> so, I hired, I, so I had a lady, a, a public adjuster who actually specialized, uh, Christy Mack was her name. I'm not sure she's still working around. I don't know if that's, well, long story. But um, she but she came out and did uh, an inventory for for her, you know, and the number, number like tripled. And none of it was nuts. It was just stuff. You she forgot recall. about. You right. just forget about it. Someone yeah. says, what do you have in there? You're like, I don't know. I got a couple of t-shirts. Well, that and a, and a drawer stuffed full of t-shirts are two different things. So personal property, mm-hmm. keep an inventory. Um, they may ask you to, to go do things like get three estimates to fix your TV or things like that. You're really not obligated to do that. You're really not. And it's a good ploy in order to, to get you off the track and, and make you give up because it's hard to get an estimate for three of three estimates for anything. Happens a lot though on, on like repair televisions, repair of electronics as well. Get three guys to tell you how to, I, I couldn't find three guys to fix a television. 
I mean, right, right. I, mean I couldn't even find three guys to do that work anymore. Um, so that's one thing also on, on the personal property side. So keep an eye on all that. Mm -hmm. um, collect those receipts. Um, we can talk about loss of use, which is called ALE, additional limiting expense uh, on the next segment. Right. Personal property. Now keep in mind, personal property is an actual cash value coverage. Uh, they only give you what it's worth at the moment, not what it costs to replace until you replace it. We can chat about right. that too. Exactly. And so you don't want to do this on your own. And sometimes you're limited to only like $40,000 or whichever on that. So you may want to talk to your agent if you don't have enough money to cover your personal property. So that's a good point there with Hans Ken and Morgan and Morgan. We'll be back. Contractor talk with Richie Kidwell with more on post loss obligations after a storm. We'll be right back. All right. All right. We're back. Contractor talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio. Thanks again for hanging out throughout the break. Give us some thanks to our sponsors and learning about post loss obligations here on Contractor Talk. If you've been uh, recently hit by the storm here, Idelia, I think that's the way you say it, Idelia. Okay, all right. No uh, um, uh, no feedback from the audience here. All I'm right, going to so say Idelia. There you go. I like that. I, yeah, there you go. All right. Anyways, I, I'm not going to be that. I probably screwed up. But uh, if you've been hit by the effects of this storm and you need help, need to know who to call, what to do, you have options here. You want to start with getting a, uh, an inspection by a professional licensed consulting firm like Air Quality Assessors. Give us a call today at 844-CALL-AQA or go online at airqualityassessors.com. Uh, here with Hans Cannon with Morgan & Morgan talking about post-loss <laughs> obligations. If you, the insurer, have been hit with damages from the recent storm, what to do. So he's he's done a great job on going through talking about what's covered under coverage A, what's covered under coverage B, which is your additional structures. And if your fence is not attached to your main structure, then it is considered an additional structure, other mm -hmm. structure under a way less of a coverage. Uh, you just gave an example of, uh, of how crazy is that? Is that uh, somebody had additional shed, what they called it a shed, but it was not a shed. It was big enough to house and RV, an airplane fell out of the sky, just damaged just the other structure, not the main structure, which right. would have opened up coverage for the main house, which had a lot more uh, uh, available, just hit the additional structure. It only had $8,000 worth of coverage. That's all they got was $8,000 on a $52,000 repair plan. So that's right there that tells you, make sure you have the right coverage. Call your agent and say, listen, my she shed in the backyard is kind of bigger now. It's going to cost me more than X, Y, Z to rebuild if a plane just plunged through it and just fell out of the sky. What's it going to cost me to replace everything inside of it? Go back to your agent and say, that's what I need for coverage B. Yeah. And that's what I heard you say, right, Hans? <clears throat> no, absolutely. We're talking about coverage C. One thing about coverage C, and if you've, if you've had damage from the hurricane um, and, and you've had some you know, substance to your interior, um, most insurance homeowners policies don't cover collections of things. Um, there's always dollar limits of for guns, silverware, jewelry. Um, oh, pain, for like items of collection, like your... Uh, um, you know, so like you like uh, baseball cards and baseball card things, things that, that are collectibles, like everything from Dale Earnhardt plates, the baseball cards, the thimbles, the porcelain cats, whatever, whatever action figures, action figures, Barbie dolls, whatever, you know, Star Trek stuff, limited whatever. editions, whatever. Those little hovel things from Better Call Saul stuff still in the box. I mean, the, the, like mm. those kind of things. So if you collect those, often most insurance.
insurance policies will deny, have an absolute exclusion for collections of anything. So if you have 10 symbols from like this, from like the Revolutionary War, um, then, but then maybe you get all paid for all 10, but probably going to say, sir or ma'am, but what it is, that looks more like a collection of thimbles. And you're like, well, I don't collect them. I just like them. Either way, under the policy, a lot of times they don't pay for collections. And mm-hmm. so that's just that's just across the board, no matter their value. When you get, look at things like guns, silverware, um, guns, silverware, jewelry, things like that, they typically have a limit of 500, 1,000, maybe $2,000 tops. Mm-hmm. So if, if your wife's, if you think your wife's wedding ring or engagement ring or something else you have that that's of value is covered under your policy, the answer, if you ask a quick question is, hey, is my wife's <clears throat> wedding ring covered under your policy? Your agent's probably going to go, yes, because that's true, probably. Probably. But it's, but it's going to have a your limit personal. of 1000 bucks or $1,500 or whatever that may be. So you can ask your agent for additional coverages based on the amount of XYZ, whatever it is. Correct. Based on the value. But people just kind of go, is it covered? Yeah, it's covered. Um, mm. But again, you have value. So you have a collection is uncovered potentially at whatever its value is. Things that are more typical you might have have dollar limits and especially things like paintings or things that are that are truly what would we call that have no no intrinsic value like a painting has no intrinsic value. It is a, a couple bucks worth of canvas, a couple bucks worth of wood, a couple bucks worth of paint. Yeah, it can be worth millions of dollars. But the thing itself has no value. I mean, uh, the value is, is right. not intrinsic to, to the item. So if you have anything that, that's a value, like you said, like a painting or something like that, a sculpture, uh, you're going to have to get that insured separate and apart from your normal limits because they may pay zero on, on something like that simply. And, and, and you know, the mm. stories have always were famous is why these things happen. People are like, oh yeah, I, I, I got my Picasso burned up. You're like, your house is $200,000, sir. Yeah, yeah, but I got it from uh, my mom had it. She got it, you you know, she used to date Picasso and all, and all of a sudden the people would, would make claims for these kind of what would seem to be outlandish items that they would not normally have, have had, but might have for some reason in their family. Mm-hmm. But that's the kind of thing you have to have a rider, a rider or endorsement to cover those products. Just the other day, actually, I have farmers who is now leaving the oh, state bum, bum. and, and we actually, for my wife's anniversary, for our anniversary, I, um, I did some, so I did put a little new band on a ring and some things like that. But I didn't want to call farmers and ask them to, to insure it. Did you call Jared? So, did, you so, call, did you call Jared? No, I no. didn't call No, no but no. I did call Jewelers Mutual as a company okay. that, that will insure jewelry like a piece at a time. I would no have interesting. Um, because I didn't want to go like, I didn't want to go to the homeowner's coverage because that, that's going to change. For like theft, fire, <clears throat> yeah, losing loss, it, everything? Everything. Nice. So Jewelers Mutual, um, and I called a friend of mine who's a jeweler and I said, look man, I don't want to call my homeowners insurer, <laughs> you know, and he's like, call Jewelers Mutual. I literally did it. Um, I, I hate to admit that they didn't even ask for a picture. They just asked for a description and I have a picture of it and I have an appraisal, no less. And they're like, basically they're like, look, well, you know, you give us the money and when you tell us what you think is worth. And, and I mean, we're kind of off to the races there. So wow, did, I cool. did that because we were going, my wife and I were going to go travel in this, this past weekend. And we, and we were out of town, out of country for a few days. And so we were just a little nervous taking the ring. And so I was like, well, we just got it back. Let me get it insured. So jewelers mutual will insure jewelry on, 
on a, on a piece by piece basis, separate policy, all those things. So, um, but there you go. Wow. So as the personal property, um, the insurer is going to pay you what it is worth today. They're not going to give you what it's what to replace it. You ever, if you have replacement cost coverage, the, you say, I have this pen and I've used it for a year. It's a big pen. I bought it for a dollar. They're going to give you 40 cents for it. And you're going to go, Hey, Hey, I need a new pen. And they go, well, when you buy the pen, we'll give you the other 60 cents. That's the difference between actual cash value, what its value is today, and replacement cost value, which is what it's worth to actually replace. But insurers don't give you, they used to give you replacement cost on everything. Yeah. And then you did what you want. But uh, over time, right. the, the, the insurance- Well, they're supposed want. to. It's still in the Florida law that says that they're, that you get two things yeah. under a homeowner's policy of insurance, H03 policy, and that's RCV po- uh, coverage or reimbursement or replacement cost value and ordinance and law uh, uh, coverage, 25% usually of coverage A for the ordinance and law upgrades, unless you save, uh, uh, sign a waiver. But you're right. Those have been chipped away over the years as well to where insurers now, um, based off a of case law, says that they only owe you for actual cash value until you actually- do the repairs and then they owe you RCV. Um, so I think that, uh, you know, that, that goes to show that at some points um, that, you, you know, as a matter of fact, I want to take a step back though, yeah. before, because we only got uh, about a minute and a sure. half left on this segment though. Um, talking about coverage C, um, that also includes your, um, uh, the pack out as well as, yes. you know, as a replacement item. So you may want to look at that depending on how many items you have, because uh, we work with a, uh, with, with a great company called pack on the go. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick is a great owner of that company and work with them all the time. And they, they come out for insureds and they will, uh, uh, unpack your entire house and inventory it and put it on salvageable mm-hmm. or insalvageable yeah. and, and give you a pricing on what it costs today. So they do all that work for you. Right. And so, but they're going to run out of money if they have to replace all of your insalvageable items. Mm-hmm. Plus you have to pay them just to, to pick it up and store it and all that stuff. So that 30 or 40 grand is going to run out very, very quickly. Yeah. And we saw that after hurricane Michael, a lot of folks were underinsured in the panhandle. They thought they had good coverage or whatever. And then it comes to find out that they have to replace their entire home and all their contents and they're way underinsured. Um, So you might want to think about that. And they still weren't getting paid. Right. They still weren't getting paid for years and years and years. I think that's why the insurance uh, insurance accountability bill, uh, House bill or or Senate bill, whatever it was, 7052 Mm -hmm. was signed into law and specifically stated that that folks that work for the army, military, work for the state or the government, whichever, get longer time uh, to uh, uh, to uh, for their claims purposes Mm -hmm. to, to because they're not in you know, they're, they're not in the States. They're out fighting for our government or for, our, for our, you know, in our military for our government and they come back and they get wrongfully denied and short paid and screwed around and they shouldn't be. And we saw that after Hurricane Michael. So, all right. So our last segment is coming here with uh, coming up here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll be right back talking about post loss obligations for the insured. If you've been hit by a hurricane, we'll be right back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. All right. All right. And we're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Building damage experts finishing off our last segment here on this fine radio dial iHeart radio thanks again for hanging out throughout the break and checking out our show 12 p.m to 2 p.m every saturday right here on iHeart radio if you're listening to us locally on the radio it's 94.1 fm or 93.1 on the fm dial flip on over to 5 40 a.m for a little bit better of a listening experience you can go a little bit further on the am dial or you can just go to your phone and type in wflaorlando.iHeartRadio. 
iHeart.com. You'll go straight to our webpage on iHeartRadio and you can listen live anytime, anywhere you are. You don't have to be in Central Florida. Every Saturday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., you don't want to miss a show. Now, if you're curious about previous shows, you really like today's episode, go on over to our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, or go to our, our, our landing page, our website, ContractorTalkPodcast.com. You can watch our podcast. You can listen to previous episodes that we air on iHeartRadio. So what our deal is here is that we record it on a podcast before Saturday, and then we push it on the iHeart platform every Saturday. So it is a pre-recording um, just a couple of days before. So we are talking about this post-loss obligations post-storm prior to the storm. So you'll be listening to us after the storm here in the in the Central Florida area or on iHeart. So, but go to our Facebook page and you can watch us live there uh, as we just kind of kick through the uh, the podcast and the uh, recording the show. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, Joe's over here having a lot of fun hitting the buttons over there. And we have a great uh, uh, guest today and every week here, Hans Kennan with Morgan & Morgan, our in-house legal, so to speak. If you have questions regarding your policy, then Hans is here to answer your questions question has been a lawyer for over 25 years um and the last 23 i think with mm-hmm. john morgan here at morgan and morgan um so definitely tune in here send us a um uh, a facebook message if you have a specific question for us you want us to go on the show and that is there uh, on our facebook page contractor talk with richie kidwell i believe we now have an email address isn't that right joe yes we do info at contractor talk podcast.com there you go boom so shoot us an email there if you have a comment or question and you want it to be played on air on that Saturday on iHeartRadio, then just shoot us an email info at contractortalkpodcast.com. Now, I, I, I don't want to tease anyone or anything like that, but uh, the day where we're going to be doing live streaming is coming up very soon. We've had a oh successful boy. test. So uh, all right, all right. stay tuned. I'm, I'm excited about that. So <laughs> yeah. in the future, we're going to be going uh, live on our Facebook page um, and then yep. we chop up the episodes after that and ship it on over to iHeartRadio. It's going to be incredible. I'm very excited for this. I'm excited too. Um, and we always have guests on the show. If it's not an attorney, we have uh, uh, roofers, we have public adjusters, uh, we have foundation uh, uh, our association starters, we have uh, uh, associations that are all within this industry here to help you, the insureds. We talk about and with contractors here, but it's to help you consumers know who to call, what to do, what the right choice is after a storm. So today's topic is post loss obligations from, uh, or excuse me, post loss obligations on your insurance claim as an insured. What do you do if you've been hit by storm, by heavy wind damage, and you have to do uh, the ungodly thing is what the uh, media is saying about filing a claim against your insurance company and seeing um, the results of that. And I'll tell you by yourself, it is going to be, it, it is going to be an uphill battle. If you're trying to deal with your insurance claim by yourself, the, what the several things that they're going to tell you is go get three estimates, go get this. And by the way, you have 60 days to try to find a contractor to give you estimates on all portions. You're talking about your roof, you're talking about interior, your stucco, your paint, your windows, your doors. There's no way you're going to get three contractors out to give you an estimate right after a storm. Your 60 days is going to run out very quickly. And part of your post-loss duties are to file the claim as soon as you know that you have damages to your home. And in my head, as a policyholder, if my damages are going to supersede my deductible, I'm going to file a claim. 
That's what it's there for. That's why you pay your your insurance. And let me tell you this, though, I know from being a policyholder, if you file a claim under an insurance or excuse me, under a hurricane claim, it does not count against you on your loss runs. You're going to go to get insurance a couple of years later. They're going to say, what are your last three loss runs? Well, guess what? You don't have to count Hurricane Michael, Hurricane Irma, Hurricane Idelia, any of those named storms. You don't have to count them on your loss runs. They don't count against you. If you have a pipe break, you have something that's a non-natural disaster type of loss, it will count against you on your loss runs. It will be considered when you go get new insurance, but not a hurricane claim. So don't feel scared to file that claim. Worst case scenario, you find out that your damages are under your deductible and your claim is closed. That's it. You walk away. There's no harm, no foul. Unless they're wrong. Unless they're wrong, then they need to call you. They do. That's right. So now, Hans, you were talking about before the break, we're talking about the coverage. You talked about coverage A, talked about coverage B for additional structures and the she sheds and all that stuff. And then you just talked about last segment about coverage C for contents. Mm -hmm. Mentioned the Picasso, the the, everything that you have inside of your home, make sure you have the proper insurances and the proper amount of coverage. And then there's one other portion on the policy that people need to uh, be uh, conscious about, about collecting on. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned that before the break is ALE. Explain that to us. Sure, sure. Coverage D. There's mostly four coverages under your policy. A is the home. B are things outside the home. C is your personal property. And coverage D is considered additional living expense or maybe viewed a couple of different things. But typically, it's additional living expense, which means if you're out of your home and you have to go stay in a hotel, that would be an additional living expense you do not otherwise have. And that's the type of thing you'd want. You need to keep a receipt for if you have to take your dog to a kennel because of an issue with your home. That's an additional living expense. Um, oh, what if you have to go out to eat all the time because you can't eat at home anymore? And, well, and that's so all basically all meals that are additional that you could not prepare at your home as a result of whatever the incident was, a hurricane, a fire, whatever it may be, all those things are otherwise compensable. And now, if you go out and buy a new bottle of ketchup, then which is an odd thing because I actually had this, we actually had this case. I'm um, going so out and bought a variety of, of replacement items and those are, are not always covered because they're something you would have and they're not additional. Mm. They're, they're, they simply are. And I, there's some gray area there and I get that. I'm trying to want well, to Well, that would go under your coverage. I would imagine if like everything in your refrigerator and freezer melted because of no power, that wouldn't go that go under personal, cover? under your personal proper? Because that, that is a piece of property that you have. Mm. Now, if it's a collection of ketchups, clearly <laughs> that's yeah, not getting covered. A separate policy for yeah, the you collection. You get a rider for, for your, for your <laughs> exotic ketchup collection. And it does get that nuts. Trust me. And if you, you people invest money in a lot of things that, that perhaps uh, others wouldn't. Um, and a lot of those collections really do become a big issue. But additional living expenses um, tend to be up to about 30% of coverage A. State Farm of all things is unlimited. Um, typically for 12 months or 24 wow. months, but then it ends and it ends rather abrupt. You know, all of a sudden it, it ends and it's your house is done or not. They stop paying. <clears throat> but additional living mm. expense is primarily um, hotel, um, pet boarding. Things now, now what, if, what if you have a four bedroom, three bath house and the whole thing has been affected? Can you get the same uh, housing yeah. under that uh, ALE coverage? Yeah, you, you can. Now, the thing is, ALE is always a cost incurred coverage, which mm. means you have to spend the money before and you have to submit a bill typically for a paid receipt. Um, some insurers will accept a, a lease 
or some other agreement going forward as, as a means to, to submit the, the bill. As like a cost incurred contract, so to cost speak. Cost incurred contract that, mm-hmm. that you're obligated to pay. But typically you need to send them a paid for bill and then they send you a check. So you want to be, you want to be very quick on submitting that, those bills. Cause let's say it takes them 30 days to pay it. Well, all of a sudden you can be out 30 days of expenses out of your pocket waiting Ooh. for the check. To, I mean, and, and sometimes they uh, don't, no surprise, don't pay that fast. Well, what happens if you put it on your credit card and then they don't pay it within 30 days and the next uh, monthly statement comes and you have interest? Uh-huh. Can you get the interest back? Now, interestingly, interest on a credit card is, is so some some would say it's a result of the loss. Absolutely is. Some I wouldn't would have put that amount on my credit card. Some would say it. that it's a bad faith damage because I haven't paid it quickly enough mm-hmm. and that may be recoverable separately. But typically the interest that's incurred uh, would be something you would not otherwise incur. So uh, generally speaking, yes, I've added interest on many a demand and had it paid. Um, it just depends. It and just and depends even the us. Florida statute changed it. Any uh, in, uh, unpaid amount after 90 days is also susceptible for getting hit with interest from your insurance company Correct. too. Well, as, now, well. I, as I recall the statute when they worded it, it requires that you request it. That's crazy. I mean, so if you don't know it and how many, uh, other than listen to this show, how many consumers out there, raise your hand. If you knew that hmm. you could ask for interest on, a, on an unpaid bill after 90 days. And that's no why you want to listen to the show here. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell every Saturday. Learn the things you don't know prior to listening to the show. That's what it's all about here on Contractor Talk Rich, uh, with Richie Kidwell. Uh, don't forget a couple of phone numbers here. Air quality assessors, 1-844-CALL-AQA. Hans Cannon with Morgan & Morgan. 407 782 0258. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. Be safe. See you.